Welcome to Be Love Ed, a video podcast project about learning, supporting, and practicing what it is to be love to ourself and the world. I'm Yadani Hailu, and I'm your host. Hello, and welcome back to Be Love Ed. My name is Yadani Hailu, and I'm joined today by Sedla Hailu, who I'm excited to interview. She's visiting Tulsa this week, and I had a great opportunity to speak with her for a few minutes. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Sabla. How are you? Hi, Erni. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> I'm curious just to get started. Instead of a bio, I would just like to hear first from yourself, what are you passionate about? Oh, I am passionate about uh, being involved in people's lives uh, in such a way that they find true meaning in life. Mm. helping them find meaning in life uh, helping them to be healed mm. uh, uh, from their pain mm-hmm. uh, and from their anxiety depression and any mm. uh, psychological or any related problems mm. so my passion is to uh, contribute to the well-being to the wholeness and well-being of others mm. I love that. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, I think, the how of it. And mm-hmm. then can you tell me a little bit about the what's? So what, what titles do you have? What are some of the things you're trained in formally? Oh, at first I was trained in management, in business management, mm-hmm. in public administration. Uh, then I studied theology. Yeah. Uh, then I, uh, I studied education and psychology and uh, counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and counseling and human relations so it's uh, so I am more involved in uh, at present I'm involved in doing counseling mm. fantastic mm-hmm. thank you I am really excited to speak with you for many reasons one of which slight I mean let, I'll be transparent you're my aunt <laughs> and I love being related to you um, and I learned a lot <coughs> I learn a lot and I've learned a lot from you and your wisdom Mm -hmm. and the ability that you have to um, get into the sticky, messy things in life Mm -hmm. and bear witness to them as well as imagine a way forward. Mm -hmm. And from all of that, I I wanted to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And then also specifically, I love how you talked about healing as a really important aspect of the work that you do and why you exist in the world and what, how you make meaning out of life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, that, like next, mm-hmm. um, how do you, how would you say you personally practice being love in the world? Hmm. When people come to me, for instance, clients, when they come to me, um, it is with shortage or limitation or, or luck or mm-hmm. something that's mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. It could be health, it could be their sanity, it could mm-hmm. be their... Something is missing, or mm-hmm. relationship problems. Yeah. And um, how I be loved is like loving them the way they are, with mm-hmm. their pain, mm-hmm. uh, with who they are, mm-hmm. affirming them, and, mm-hmm. and giving them the message that they are okay the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and participating in their, in their journey to discover life and wholeness and... and um, and healing mm-hmm. and meaning mm-hmm. and so many things so it's uh, how I be love is like representing love mm-hmm. uh, and there's l- love in healing there's love in in even in pain mm-hmm. sometimes 
our healing is in the pain. Right. Right. Mm. How do you balance that with also like the strive to like do better and have a have more not just success but like help more people or do more training programs, all of that drive? How mm. do you balance that with also witnessing and being with um what is there and sometimes what's there is lack? Mm. Um being part of the healing process is one thing and empowering myself mm-hmm. to be available for them is another thing. Mm. You know, I am at present I'm being trained, uh, I'm doing my doctoral studies mm-hmm. in uh, sociology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to study how social systems and social structures work mm-hmm. uh, so that, you know, they can collaborate in, uh, um, in healing. Usually the systems and, and the structures and the rules and regulations, the unwritten rules and regulations, the society, you know, um, can choke you. Yeah. Uh, even if you have a healing in the session and then you go back to the right. so, to social life, you know, there are certain things things that wouldn't allow you to grow up, to be yourself, to grow up the way uh, you are, you know, yeah. to your potential. So I wanted to study the social systems, mm-hmm. how they can enable people or disable yes. people yes so it's uh, so the uh, the element of healing is one the element of studying and researching and growing up and training and being aware of yeah. what is going on is very very important yes i love that I'm, so i'm hearing in that like it is important to be with it and it's also important to learn the system and know what is creating it and what is recreating it. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a family systems teacher in my graduate program who's, I'm pretty sure it was with her that I, I realized or she said, it's kind of hard to tell like mm-hmm. what was someone else's words or like my interpretation of their words. Mm-hmm. And she said, every system is successful at what it produces is what I remember. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking at the world or our societies with a, um, with a critical eye of like it's failing or it's not do instead it's like, what is it successful at producing? Because it is producing um, something well. Mm-hmm. The question is now how do we want to tweak it or rebuild it or redistribute it, reorganize it mm-hmm. to be successful at building another thing okay. altogether and, and different kinds of people and different kinds of health and ways of being in the world. Mm-hmm. And I really love that your, your goal of health and wholeness does not end with what is called like first order change, which mm-hmm. is like the immediate um, emergency. Yes. Patching the problem. All right. Fixing yeah. that particular exactly. problem. You're hungry. You get a meal today. We're mm-hmm. going to fix this now. Mm-hmm. But there's also second order change, which is like the system. And we have power in that as well. Exactly. That our power we does need not to work on that, on the, pa- on, yes. on the general system yes. to influence that. What, yes. How is it upholding um, misfortunes or, yeah. you know, uh, how is it upholding negative things? Continuing oppression. Yes. Exactly. So what are some of your suggestions? (laughs) What what do you suggest that um, we have the power to do and start shifting? We we need to study. Honestly speaking, Mm. we need to be grounded. For myself, Mm -hmm. I I need to study myself. Mm -hmm. I need to learn about myself, how I am thinking, how I am operating, what influenced me, what are, are the forces... Uh, that created me, yes. you know, yes. uh, internal and external, yes. background and you know the present. Yeah. So studying all those things, it's mm. not it's not a clear cut solution for you know. Uh, we can't prescribe a solution for 
different for a system. It's like yeah. we need to study and mm. see how it's enabling or it's yeah. disabling. So yeah. um, we need to study uh, how people are, just like said, you know, we need to see the success. What is it producing? Mm -hmm. Is it producing, uh, is it breeding uh, good things, wholeness, uh, wholeness yeah. healing, healthy relationships, exactly. strong communities, helping or? Put, uh, the youth to grow up right. to their potential, right. or is it disabling them? Right. So is it good? Um, sometimes it's not. It, it may not be the best, but it's good, mm -hmm. good enough. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't enable the youth, for instance, to mm -hmm. to be at their best. So, mm -hmm. so we need to see the subtleties, and we need to yes. see the enabling factors, the, the disabling factors. Mm -hmm. Um, could be uh, a work environment or living environment. Yeah. It could be family systems, you know, yeah. how we are, or education system or the media, you know, yeah. the different systems, you know, yeah. at different levels. Right, that are all influencing. Mm -hmm. And I and I love that you, you state, like, it doesn't have to be an extreme of, like, it's clearly harming us or it's clearly good for us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just promoting mediocrity. Exactly. Or it's, or it's promoting apathy mm -hmm. or numbness. Exactly. And, like, that, too, is not yet health. Mm -hmm. That, too, is not yet wholeness. Mm -hmm. And even sheer idealism is not healthy either. So it's, like, how are we actually supporting uh, sustainability and wholeness and uh, nourishment and connectivity and connection? And if this reminds me of... So you also were talking about studying the microcosm, studying these smaller s systems because it is building the macrocosm. Exactly. And it's sort of like a fractal in, in that if we focus on these smaller things, we'll be able to learn the building blocks that will change the bigger things as well. And it spirals out. Like That's true. We don't have to start with this huge thing of like, how do we start world peace? We can start with how, what is going, what build built the peace or like the emotional state I'm in right now exactly. personally at because the, at the individual level yes mm -hmm. because then then we can actually scale mm -hmm. it out and see how it's very similar and in myself I think I've shared this with you mm -hmm. whenever I was around um probably 18 or 17 mm -hmm. I realized that I had horrible self-image mm -hmm. and I, I had thought it probably would make sense that media was at least influencing it in part and so I I wrote up a plan of how I was going to um, brainwash myself and by brainwash I meant brain cleanse I wanted to wash my brain of all of the images and ideas that my body was always inherently being compared to something that it could never be mm -hmm. like it, it was always being compared to a size or a skin color or a, uh, anything an ethnicity that like it literally could never even become mm -hmm. so to brainwash myself like the first step was identify where am I getting these messages and one of them was like social media uh -huh. so then the second step was um, to cleanse it. So I unfollowed everyone I was following at that time on Instagram who was not biological family. And then I went and I sought out different hashtags and, and pages that were about like black curvy women loving themselves. Wow. And I would, I just like went and followed like 20, 30, 40 people until my whole feed on Instagram was nothing but women who were shamelessly loving their bodies wow. as they were. Um, and then the third step I think was just like, carry on <laughs> now, now see what happens, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. and that system shift that shift in that, in, in that one area of my life rippled out. Like I was also conscious of it. I was putting affirming quotes on my mirrors and uh -huh. like inviting myself to love myself more, exactly. but the, like the sharpness of the self-hatred mm -hmm. was, was largely, um, dulled from just shifting what I was seeing. Like I wasn't seeing people telling me to look different. I was seeing people constantly like liking themselves. So the idea of me liking myself became more accessible. 
Um, and I, I love that what you're talking about as well is this, we can, we find, and when we do the system changes in our own individual uh-huh. lives, uh-huh. then we can support others in doing it in their lives, which will help systems and groups of people do it as well. Yes. That's, you expressed it very well. You know, it just starts from self. Mm. You reminded me of my passion. You mm. see, usually broken people come to me mm-hmm. because they have broken self-image. Mm-hmm. They don't like themselves. Mm. They see themselves how others see them like uh, um, like a failure, failure, or less or than, ugly, yeah. or or uh, not important, unwanted, rejected. Mm-hmm. All those things, you know, they subscribe all those things to themselves and they continue labeling themselves that way right. and there is at different levels that right. there is self-hatred right. uh, not liking themselves and not operating at their full potential or or constantly sabotaging themselves and or getting into relationships that uh, does not promote uh, their growth right. and their potential right. so those you know building their self-image is one of the areas that I really want to do because that's where the core element is. Yeah. People believing in themselves, yeah. in their true humanity, the way they are created in loving, and there's no one created like them. Yeah. So we, each individual is different. And yeah. you know, loving and accepting the way we are is a gift to the world. We are mm. gifts to the world. Mm. So helping the people believe mm. uh, that, mm. that they are gifts to the world and in working to, uh, to the betterment of not not just the world mm-hmm. themselves because mm-hmm. they are the the gifts mm. given to this world you know yes for them to have that shift of thinking helps a lot yeah change the whole thing yeah while you're talking like I feel it in your body like you know this to be true mm-hmm. so like when what what is an early memory you have of like your cells remembering this level of truth that like we are inherently love and we inherently matter and are worthy and are needed like we're here because there's a there's a meaning to it and we can make meaning out of it we Mm -hmm. are powerful like where when did you feel this for yourself or did you feel it for the world like where where does that come from um it was meeting people Mm -hmm. who didn't not love themselves Mm -hmm. that brought the awareness for me because Mm -hmm. i i grew up in a a loving family Mm -hmm. my dad and mom they loved me they love their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love. Uh, they have love for one another. Mm-hmm. So I saw love. Mm-hmm. I grew up in love, and I sense love. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's when others did not have that that I started to feel. Mm-hmm. No, this is not the way people should be. No, mm-hmm. there is there is a better way to to see yourself. So so that's the way I started studying mm-hmm. what is wrong. Mm-hmm. What is wrong. Mm-hmm. and finding love and um, in themselves and you know the problem is when others hurt us we continue hurting ourselves that's come what on. we learn come on <laughs> that's true yeah yeah so so where do you get love then you know yeah. where, how do you love yourself and how do you give love to others if you don't love yourself if you don't have proper love and proper self-respect right so that it's when I I saw that in others that it was so debilitating, it wow. is dehumanizing, yeah. and life without love is not worth Ugh. living. Come on. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can live out of, you know? You're breathing technically, yes. you're eating technically, <laughs> yes. but are you alive? No. Right. So, that, so the importance of love, I grew up in that. 
But when I started giving that to others, yes. and when I see people using that to feel whole, yes. and teaching them how to love themselves, yes. that's that changed the world. That is profound. Yes. But I, I, again, I literally love talking to you all the time. <laughs> it reminds me, there's a somatic experiencing quote um, that I saw that was saying, um, you don't act, like you can't just out of the blue, love yourself. Mm. You learn how to care for yourself by others caring for you. Yeah. And so if, if child, you never learned it, mm. if teenage, you never learned it, if no one has loved you in this unconditional way, you need help. Like we are inherently um, uh, relational beings. Exactly. And so we need the relationship, not just to be taught horrible ways of treating ourselves that we continue, but even loving ways. Mm. And so in your, your therapy and in the ways that you are meeting people, that you're deeply helping in the healing process. And that's something I didn't realize until recently, simply in your loving, in, in your witnessing them, because it's offering them a model of yeah. what it looks like. Exactly. To not hate mm -hmm. what is. Mm -hmm. and, and some people even feel loved, even if they don't feel loved by human beings, you know? Yeah. Some people, I don't know how, but they feel loved by God. Right, right. The divine connection they have. Yeah. So whenever, it, no, my father and my mother, they never loved me. My siblings, they never loved me. Do you feel loved by God or by yes. divine being? Spirit, source, yeah. something, yeah. If they say yes, okay. We got something to work with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I started to feel excited because they have that element of love. To work with. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So at times... For me, loving my, my clients mm -hmm. or loving others mm -hmm. because I feel loved by God and I feel loved by my parents, my siblings, by, by my, my close uh, mm -hmm. friends and others, mm -hmm. you know, it's my responsibility to give them love, yeah. to love them unconditionally so that they know what it means to be loved. If they can experience those things and give that to themselves, then healing comes in love. Yes, I deeply agree. Deeply agree. Hmm. So my question is mm -hmm. next. Um, where do I take that? I'm, this is just a delicious conversation. <laughs> um, Thank you. What are some practices that you have around fortifying yourself in continuing to love yourself mm -hmm. and also be love in the world to others? Like how how do you fill your cup? Hmm. Um. Let, let me um, divide myself into different pieces, like mentally. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I study, mm. I teach, mm. and I, I keep myself, you know, I nourish myself with the knowledge that I, I want to, to get. Mm -hmm. So that's how I love myself. Mm. Um, growing up in knowledge yeah. and, and in wisdom mm. and sharing whatever I know with my clients, with my students, mm -hmm. uh, with my trainees, mm -hmm. in, in everything, in, with, uh, whenever I make some speech, you know? Mm -hmm. you know Yo, you're constantly speaking <laughs> about this or that, and like consulting and coaching exactly. and workshops, okay. In mentoring, yes. you know, in everything that I do, yeah. I share it. I so see. that's how I nourish myself and then giving, giving it I to see. Society. Yeah. Sometimes I, I write my I write blogs right. or in local newsletters. Mm -hmm. So I I write. So that's mm -hmm. how I when I give I also you know when I nourish myself and give it yes. to others then yeah. I feel 
I feel complete. Yeah. That's the way I nourish my, my mind. Mm -hmm. um, I nourish my love by relationship. Mm -hmm. um, with the relationship mm -hmm. that I have with my uh, siblings or mm -hmm. the people, uh, my, my friends. Mm -hmm. um, I nourish myself. Mm -hmm. I, when I exchange that love, mm -hmm. deep love with mm -hmm. others mm -hmm. and sharing their pain and love and mm -hmm. their, their joy. Yeah. Uh, that mutuality. How, yes, that mutuality and then that connection with others yeah. at the heart level, mm -hmm. at the deeper level, mm -hmm. that, is, that nourishes me. Mm. Uh, at the spiritual level, uh, like I connect with God, mm -hmm. I pray, mm -hmm. uh, um, I seek wisdom from mm -hmm. the Lord mm -hmm. and that's how I nourish myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I, sometimes I, I read the Bible. Mm -hmm. That that also you know it can it can go to the mental thing but it's also spiritual as well. I see. Yeah. yeah. And singing and you yeah. know all those things the spiritual activities I may not do them frequently but I do uh, to nourish myself. Mm. Uh, and physically I I sometimes exercise sometimes <laughs> sometimes I feel you know when I'm busy I it's easy to neglect my body. I see. So usually it's my body that's asking me no rest mm. or or do exercise you need to mm. eat right and exercise mm. so um, that's how I nourish my body mm. at times that I uh, I confess that I neglect my body mm -hmm. when I'm busy mm -hmm. but uh, there are in so many different ways that I nourish relationships mm -hmm. uh, and uh, working mm -hmm. working wor working uh, also helps me yeah in so many ways <laughs> yeah some people think that work is like a curse something that mm -hmm. that they prefer to uh, live in a holiday yeah. but I love working that's awesome yeah it I, nourishes me I I believe you mm -hmm. <laughs> I see you at work and I truly believe you there um, I have a friend Mariella who I'm hoping to interview soon mm -hmm. and she was sharing from a book I forget the book but it was talking about um, there are four different zones of working. So mm -hmm. you can work in your zone of incompetence. Mm -hmm. something you don't understand. You don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's confusing. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. You can do your zone of competence. You at least understand. Mm -hmm. But like, it's you don't enjoy it at all. Mm -hmm. Then there's your zone of excellence. And that's where people get stuck. Because it's good enough. You have learned how to do it really well. Mm -hmm. People like what you produce, but it technically does deplete you of energy. Mm -hmm. But then at the fourth level, if you're willing to be, um, if you're willing to let go and like abandon security and things, uh -huh. you can go to your zone of genius. Exactly. And that's where you're constantly nourished by the work that you do. And you would do it for free, but you don't do it for free necessarily, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's what you're talking about mm -hmm. in finding work that is so nourishing to yourself that you really enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. And if, if uh, you or I, or, come on, sometimes find ourselves doing work that maybe it is our zone of excellence because we get a lot of accolades around it or um, people enjoy it. It's very helpful to other people. Mm. But there is, there is even another way to be in the world, like this zone of genius that is almost um, innate. Is I think I remember how it was being described. Mm. It's something about the intelligence we have in our bodies, in our mm. um even as children, we, we did something similar to what is our zone of genius as adults. Yeah. And I remember you sharing that you would listen to people's pain and cry with them and laugh with them mm. since you were young. Mm. And that that does not uh, exhaust you. 
in a way that it could exhaust someone else. Mm -hmm. And I I find (laughs) great hope in that because it's showing that like, if we really truly do our, 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 our genius, that we are healing the world Mm -hmm. and and we are able to offer something in a unique um, way that it changes the world uh, for, for good. Cause we're already changing the world. Mm. Like you said earlier, um, we continue to treat ourselves the way others have taught us. Mm. That same thing of like, we are, um, we are the, the wards. We are like the enforcers mm. of the rules that we have taught, been taught about the world. Yes. And so if we, ch- if we change those rules, we become the enforcers of something different. Yes. And um, we vibrate at a different level exactly. uh, at healing, at love. Exactly. It's through nourishing ourselves that we can be a force for change, for love as well. Come on, girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is so radical. That to rage against the machine, to really mm-hmm. critique the system, mm-hmm. to demand wholeness and health, mm. to um, to refuse to be in hell, like mm. to refuse to be uh, oppressed, mm-hmm. is not necessarily the screaming, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily just the the rallies. It is the it is the daring and courageous act of love yeah, and self love. It starts with self love. Exactly. And redefining what that means. Some people take self love like being selfish. I and know, they find yeah. their worth by giving and giving and giving and yeah. giving until yeah. they feel doormat, <laughs> yes, oh. <laughs> sucked out and you know empty, dry and exactly. bitter. <laughs> and you can't give out out of your emptiness. You can give mm-hmm. out out of your fullness. Right. So we need to nourish ourselves. Right. And see ourselves whole and uh, and love. Yes. To love others. Yes, I've been thinking about um, how. If I, I think we're really familiar with these places where we are clearly oppressed, like clearly marginalized, mm-hmm. and how in those uh, areas it's out of lack, it's out of scarcity, mm. and so we're trying to fill ourselves back up. Mm. But on the same, like on the other end of the spectrum, there is excess, mm. and that there is something inherently toxic mm. about excess, about un, um, unself-regulated uh, just being unself-regulated mm-hmm. and so like I've been thinking how like the oppression of privilege or whatever <laughs> like if I use that same language mm. is that we are we become numb mm. we, we can't feel that like us taking and taking and taking is actually harming the ecosystem mm. like if you see a, a study a healthy ecosystem no one plant is the only plant it knows that it has to stop drinking water at some point and let the others like drink like it's, it's fine there's going to be more later so where is, um, do you have any practices or awarenesses or insights or thoughts or whatever mm. about this idea of not only filling our cup, but also, because you're kind of mentioning it, how you also are intentional about pouring back out mm-hmm. and making sure you are sharing so that it does not become hoarding, mm. uh, hoarding the wealth, hoarding resources. Yeah. Um, but you're not giving it necessarily um, in a way that harms you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. any thoughts? about this uh the the skill of self-regulation yeah um i think the word balance comes Mm. to my mind when i Mm. think of that Mm. yes we need to replenish ourselves and Mm. you need to nourish ourselves Mm -hmm. and uh, have adequate thing to operate Mm -hmm. and we also need to give to others yeah so it's it's a balance. Yeah. You know, we need we need that, but we also need to give that to others so that you know, uh, and and learn also to accept from others. Yeah. Um, wow. Operating from um, abundance mm-hmm. is much better than operating from 
Uh, scarcity. Scarcity. I agree. So sometimes it's it's all in the mind. <laughs> hmm. It's all in the mind. Hmm. So if we, if I love you and I I give you, but I do not feel that I am, um, I'm sucked out. Yeah. I I if I feel also getting same type of love that I can get from you or from others, mm-hmm. you know, I need to find a way to balance things. Yeah. Yeah. So that I would not uh, operate in excess or in a. Uh, I want to differentiate between this excess thing that we mentioned and abundance. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yes. Let's yeah. clarify. Yes. It's different. It is different. It's very different. Yeah, abundance. I would. I would say is something that we have enough mm-hmm. to share, mm-hmm. to utilize, it's and communal. to grow up. It's communal. It is communal. Right. Where it's not excess. selfish. Right. It's not hoarding. Right. It's it's there. We just need to share to know how to give to one another. Yeah. To love one another. Right. To 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 see the well being of others using the resources we have. The right. different resources we have. To dip into when we need to, collaborating, knowing like it's sort of like a relay race, like knowing when to pass the baton and like it's someone mm. else's part now and that's abundance. It's inherently communal. Whereas mm. excess is like an isolated experience mm. of like hoarding. It's a monopoly. Mm. It's having fifty billion dollars. What you gonna do with fifty billion dollars? Like, <laughs> I don't care if it's euros, but dollars, but like there, there is no reason. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, you can, you can only use a certain amount to live. Right. And I mean, our capacity that, to it's, it's excess. to accommodate that. I mean, to take that to use that. Yes. Is limited. Right. Because right. we're human. Right. I can't sleep in two beds at the same time. I can only... <laughs> right. That's, that's big facts. I can't, I, can, I can't drive two cars at the same time. I can only use one. Right. And so that, that's the self-regulation. Yeah. And then if we're able to self-regulate our, our abundance... I believe that it stays a communal thing. Like then the community mm-hmm. has the wealth to redistribute power so that mm-hmm. no, no one need um, be the recipient of charity. Exactly. Like ideally, mm. no one. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing um, someone share that they were watching a documentary about um, nonprofits, mm-hmm. like charities around the world and like just sort of like how it's sort of a closed system of first order change mm-hmm. and doesn't allow for second order change mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. And that there was one... Um, owner or founder of a um, company that gives away shoes for every shoe that they make and they said in their like ad campaign or something I want to do this for the rest of my life and then someone I think it was in Kenya mm-hmm. um, was really upset by that statement and said in, an, in the interview this is all secondhand but like they mm-hmm. said in the interview I, I'm, I'm insulted by that because for that person to do that for the rest of his life means I have to be a beggar for the rest of my <laughs> life Right? So it's like, for you to have a bed to always give to me means that I can't have a bed and I have to wait for someone to offer it. And that's not power redistribution. That's actually not breaking the systems which even allow for there to be such inequality, inequity, that there is such scarcity, Mm. such excess. Like that's, we don't want that. We don't want scarcity or excess. Mm. And in a a paradigm where we function on scarcity, Mm. there inherently is like a percentage that has the wealth and the, or that has the power. Mm-hmm. And we think that, okay, we just need to flip it, flip it, you know, swap it around. No, like it, there's actually a whole different dimension mm-hmm. where 
wealth becomes a communal identity and not an individual one. Exactly. Um, which is a fun direction this conversation turned <laughs> turned to. So if I if I bring it back to the work you're doing now, what mm-hmm. what are some of the things on the horizon that you would like to see? In um, so you live in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Yeah. Yes. What are some um, projects or ideas that you would like to see happening there? Um. I'm becoming more interested in youth empowerment mm. and uh, entrepreneurship mm. and providing training uh, so that they can create their own yes yes economy yes yes contributing to the economy yeah uh, and uh, their own uh, their uh, you know to increase their employability skills but at the same time not to, for them to be innovative and create their own job yes, yes. so um, in Ethiopia it's like for we have like 27% unemployment. Mm. That's high. Mm. And um, and for the youth, at this stage of their life, they need to be engaged. Right, we have so much they energy. Need, exactly, <laughs> yeah. they need to be productive. So many ideas and yeah. Yes, yeah. so it's, it's, I'm thinking of how can we create enabling environment for the youth yes. to grow up to their potential and contribute to the country's growth. Yes. And development, so that 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 that's the area that I'm becoming more interested. I love it. Yeah, and in that you're even stating that power redistribution. So it's not about the empowerment or the, I'm giving you a job. Mm. It's the power redistribution of here's how you create a job for yourself, it, and then you can actually hire other people. Uh huh. And I love, I just, oh, I love that model, and I I wish I was like a statistician or some financial smarty pants because then I'd be able to prove it because I, I understand it energetically because I've mm. seen, I've focused on like the microcosm of my own life. Mm. But when we redistribute the power like that, it inherently creates abundance, mm. not excess, abundance. Exactly. And like the whole community is better for it. The ecosystem is healthier. Mm-hmm. We are like physically healthier, mentally healthier. Yes. Um, we, there's, there's more um, harmony between neighbors and tribes and different g- ethnic groups. Like All of it mm-hmm. is better when we've, we are full of our own power and realize that we're not in this paradigm. Oh, I was telling you about earlier, like the, the, the bottom line idea that our power becomes, um, that power is scarce. Mm-hmm. And that for me to have means you must have less. Exactly. Then, I mean, what a horrible way to live. It because, is. And it's where most of us live and where most of us were taught to believe mm-hmm. that for me to exist, you can't. And, and your success immediately implies my um, failure. And so, like, with that, we go into our reptilian brain yes. of survival. Mm-hmm. And we're fight, flight, freeze, and, and frenzy, and, like, we'll, we'll go crazy. Mm. And it's not that... Um, that's what? not healthy at all. Right, right. That, that um, strikes conflict. Immediately. Yes. Inherently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we need to... Uh... Reptiles are rarely just hanging out. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> right? No. Like, that's why it's called the reptilian brain, because like, they're trying to survive. Exactly. And, and that is not a harmonious way. No. And it's not what I believe we would really want for mm. a whole and healthy um, community. What does, like harmonious village life look like it does not imply constant conflict um health conflict mm-hmm. but so so it means that they need to have something to live on first and to survive like you're saying so, meaning me, like meaning in life yes yeah when people live in poverty mm-hmm. it's so easy mm-hmm. to have all the, the negative things like the unhealthy life unhealthy relationship unhealthy mm. so many things so if we 
give them something that engages their mind mm -hmm. to be productive. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we create an enabling uh, ecosystem, mm -hmm. uh, then then people will start instead of fighting with each other, mm -hmm. uh, with one another, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, um, fighting for resources, mm -hmm. they will start to think. Innovating. Yes. Yeah. How they can grow up. Right. Uh, their own financial capacity and mm -hmm. their uh, and their their families right. and society in general. Right. So, right. so it's pushing. So that's that's the area I'm I'm right really interested at this stage. I'm doing my thesis, my doctoral thesis. Mm -hmm. in, um, I'm ready to call you doctor. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, so so. Uh, thinking about uh, the youth because mm -hmm. we say that they are the future, but they are the present. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and that will be something uh, that will be very exciting because it, it work. I will be working at, at two levels. Mm -hmm. One, um, at the mindset level. Yes. You are capable. Mm -hmm. You can. Mm -hmm. You can change Do your something. life. Yeah. Yes. You can change your life and you can contribute to society. Yeah that mindset is needed for them to feel that they are worthy mm -hmm. and they are capable mm -hmm. and to even try yes yeah that is one thing the second one is not so that it requires that requires training mm -hmm. and the second one is also is also you know providing another training at, at another level not, not just at the mind level of you know building their self-confidence but at the um a, a life skill like uh, a skill for them to produce something uh -huh. Uh, and for them to be trained right resources yes right. how to make money how right. to, how they can um, uh, create something out of nothing uh, right. uh, you know out of out of what whatever is available yes so those are the things that I am interested in. you know so at two levels like giving them um, good self-esteem for I mean uh, building their self their self-confidence for them to be engaged mm -hmm. and at the same time you know creating the environment yeah. that they can tap resources yeah. to uh, create jobs uh -huh. and be engaged in in uh, the, in the social and economic uh, um, transformation of the country yeah so those yeah. are the two things that I am I would like to combine and be engaged you know to to help our country to help our youth I love that mm -hmm. I love that your your goal is not to create um, cute solutions or patch-up jobs um, that are easy to market you want to train revolutionaries um, and many of them and it's not like this the the model of like we're gonna do it just this one way or or we're going to and, and no offense to like I know they're I just think of like fair trade arts and how that's like a very consistent um, economy system of like you can buy these really beautiful bracelets or scarves or something from people in um, the global south. Mm -hmm. And from that, they're going to get economically um, compensated better, blah, blah, blah. So like, this is your way of contributing. Mm -hmm. But instead, what you're doing is allowing the people to find the solutions for themselves. Yes. And it might be a goat. It might be making necklaces. And it might be something completely that we have not even thought of and does not even need the money of the Westerners, mm. which is like even more revolutionary to allow. And, and I remember taking a, um, I took a workshop that was something about like, black women in technology and I was like yeah tell me more uh, in the states and, and it was at the AMC allied media conference in like 2017 I think mm -hmm. uh, or maybe 2018 
and in it, the 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 what's the word? The thesis, like the thesis idea, the the concept, the hypo, hypo, hypothesis. Mm. Yeah, the hypothesis was that the people most affected by uh, any oppression or any issue mm. are the ones best equipped to innovate and find a solution. And if they are simply given enough um, confidence, like reminded of their own confidence, which is what we're talking about with mindset, and given some resources. So that could be um, daycare. We're going to take care of some kids so you have even time and space to think mm-hmm. about what the heck you would want to have different in your life. Because mm-hmm. right now you're just so busy. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the resources of, um, like at that time it was a workshop. So we were given a really fun paper and a time frame and questions and prompts like whatever those resources are but um that allow us to find possibility to find opportunity even in obstacles and then get out of the way like that the facilitators were just teaching that model of um get supporting the mindset that this is our framework and this is how we're going to support um, the innovation that's going to come through and from it afterwards they're sharing how they've done this workshop across the nation and all the many different forms of um, community organizing innovation that the black women have organized for themselves in their different communities and then actually enacted. Mm. Not only did they think about it, but it was so accessible and possible and um, applicable that mm. they just went and did it in their own community. And in our own room, we did it in like an hour and a half and like the ideas people came up with. It was incredible. Wow. And I, I loved, I would love to see that on a larger scale exactly. with a whole freaking generation. Yes. Uh, in a country. And if a country is able to rally behind such a holistic mindset mm-hmm. of, um, com- uh, what is it called, development? Mm-hmm. It's not just this, like, Western idea of, like, sidewalks are more developed than blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I was talking to someone recently how even, like, that language of, mm-hmm. like, first world, second, uh, th- third world countries mm-hmm. or developed and, and developing. developing. <laughs> I'm like, what? what do you mean developing what? Because <laughs> there's a lot of indigenous tribes and communities that were... Uh, killed mm. or erased or otherwise um, enslaved and just like dissipated who were technically more communally developed mm. like their social system exactly. was so much more evolved yes. not just because they were matriarchs uh-huh. not just because uh, necessarily but because no one was homeless mm-hmm. no one needed money, like food mm-hmm. like they were technically way more developed they didn't have sidewalks Right? They didn't have elevators, but uh, you didn't need elevators. Uh, yeah. So, like, how are we actually defining development? Exactly. And so, like, I don't even like that language anymore because I'm is like. Is it social or technological right. or political? And, and, or and is the technology economic? what we want? Like, oh. I, I'm much less interested in like technology for the scarcity base of mm-hmm. like only a few people can afford this. So that's how it's such a cool technology mm-hmm. versus technology like a tree. Tree is mad technology. How it like changes the environment and helps us breathe that's technology you know or the the idea that the paradigms shift the mindset shift from scarcity to abundance and not and actively practicing Mm self-regulation as to um as to like um what's the word when you break it apart break apart the uh system an institution of excess Mm -hmm. that's technology it's like that's the kind of technology i'm into like that's the tech that's really going to help us live a sustainable life and a sustainable world and even have like three more generations to come after us or 10 or 50 or whatever we're going to get mm. in this, on this planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all this to say, <laughs> thank you so, so much thank for letting you at me for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love talking to you all the time. We always make it intense and deep and I love it every time. <laughs> You're fantastic. 
Um, I'll put in the show notes different places that people can find you, mm-hmm. uh, be it on like your Facebook or your blogs or anything like that. Uh, I'll link all the ones in English, but even a couple that are in Amharic or okay. anything else so that people, if they would like, uh, are, are able to uh, translate. And yeah, anything. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Having my pleasure. Deep discussion with you. Yes, it's so. my pleasure. I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening and participating, however you feel moved. Um, once again, another shout out to Sabla Hailu for being on my podcast as my first person I got to interview. I really enjoyed having her. And now to all of you. say remember that you are inherently love and you are beloved and go out into the world and continue to be love to yourself and to others much love